Hey guys, you're listening to Mustangology, your go-to source for all things Mustang. Be sure to follow along on your favorite podcast streaming network. Jaron, what's going on? Yo, yo, yo. You know, I am super excited about this episode for for one special reason. I, what is that? My entire life, whenever I get a car, a truck, whatever it may be, the first thing I do is what? Uh, I would have to, I thought about this before we started this. Okay. I was thinking, you know, the first three things you do, well, for me is tint, mm-hmm. exhaust, and lowering. Perfect. Okay. So we're, <laughs> we're there. Mine is exhaust. I want my car to sound the absolute best. So how do you achieve that? I think we have the answers. We're hanging out with Richard from Magnaflow. Richard, what's going on? How you doing? You know, so as as you heard here, always I think the first mod should always be his exhaust. And I think you're probably going to agree with me on that. Uh, it's probably the one of the most defining parts and an unusual part about it. You don't get to see a whole lot of it. You know, we hide 85% of that under the car, but <laughs> it's the first thing you hear when you turn the engine on. It's the thing that's most enjoyable when you're driving down the street. Well, and, that, and that's the best part exhaust is think about when you're at a car show, why does everyone turn and look first? They hear it. They go, what the heck is that coming? They turn and look, or when someone starts up and drives off. That's it's always the sound that that I think captures the audience as soon as you're pulling up to these car meets or you're at shows or, or whatever it may be. Absolutely. It's it's to me, it completes what is the performance experience. I mean, yeah, you can feel the G forces around the corner, but without the exhaust and the RPM of the motor and hearing the, the, the engine breathe and talk to you. That's really what gets your pulse pounding. That's what kind of pulls you in or gives you that, you know, hair standing on your arms kind of feeling is the boss sound. Definitely. Well, Richard, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do within Magnaflow? And then also tell us a little bit about who Magnaflow is, as I'm sure most of these uh, listeners already know who you guys are. Well, um, I hope so. And uh, obviously looking to find more of those listeners and more of those people to be fans of the company. And uh, that's where I started. Um, You know, uh, I've been uh, currently working more in a marketing kind of capacity, uh, but that really derived of my knowledge of the product, which came from working as the engineering director. I did that for about seven or eight years. And uh, my total tenure going on about 18 years for the company, I've pretty much sat in every seat from uh, doing sales training on the product to actually developing the product. But the funny part is, is when I came here, uh, you know, I, I applied for a job as a, as a test engineer and with the ultimate goal personally of just learning how to put metal together. Um, you know, I came from a background of engineering. I went to school for that. And in designing my first exhaust system, one of the things that I wanted to do was to build it myself. And um, once I found out Magnaflow was literally in my backyard, uh, I went to go apply and um, they broke my heart and said, no, we don't have a position for you. We're not looking oh. for an engineer. And they were looking at my profile and really I wasn't coming in for the engineering business. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm here for the apprenticeship position. I want to learn how to weld. And they're like, but you're a degree engineer. And this is kind of something that's probably outside of the scope of what you're doing. Needless to say, I, I chased it for nearly a month before I convinced somebody to give me a chance to come in and be a lowly welder. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I ended up t- taking a position part-time uh, as a test engineer working a dyno because that was something I was familiar with. Um, eventually to get myself in the fabrication department to really learn how to weld. That's awesome. Started yeah. from the bottom. Now you're here. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, I, I never really remembered getting a quote unquote promotion. 
uh, I just, once I was in, I was kidding a candy store. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, I have a 35,000 square foot R and D facility. That was a dyno, uh, two dynos, actually one for our mission side of our business and one for the performance side. And I had every piece of equipment I could ever possible imagine about how to melt two pieces of metal and put them together with all of the engineering background of a four man engineering staff to help design and create stuff that I could pull out of my mind. So, uh, yeah, it became easily one of the, the most uh, centric parts of what became my automotive lifestyle is, you know, I was a drag racer and a car tinkerer, but uh, coming into that shop really kind of let that grow. And it was an interesting place in the company's kind of history, too. No, that that's great. And I, I love hearing that. I love hearing people that that are able to take their passion and live it out through through their occupation. I mean, I think that's absolutely the best thing out there. And and I, I encourage people to take that jump. If you're passionate about automotive, um, whether it's Mustang or, or exhaust or engineering, take that jump and go into it because there's there's no better feeling than working um, it, with something that you have a passion for. But no, that's awesome. Well, I hear that you can uh, make the Mustang drivers sound a whole lot better with a new launch uh, from Magnaflow. Yeah, we, we've actually been kind of reassessing what, what's in the market uh, to define what we've always done. I mean, we've built stainless steel exhaust systems. We've uh, based that upon a straight through design that we've over the years proven out that we can make a, a product that makes power, uh, that has a lifetime warranty back component that we can know we can stand behind. But at the same time, it, you know, gives it a very unique tone. Magnaflow is known for kind of our deep rumble. Uh, that tone is kind of derivative of uh, the muffler style we use, the packing we use. But we've really kind of stuck to the core design for really almost the last four generations of Mustang. And uh, when we came to the table now, we, we've got a new facility. We definitely tapped into uh, some newer elements of the design field. And in that, we also wanted to come back to the consumers and talk to our most discerning people, the, the racers and really the active community to find out what are the things that they want from an exhaust. Um, and it's changed so much these days. Social media has had such a great impact on giving people the diversity and displaying to them what exactly is available to them. So now you weren't kind of guessing, and this was one of the key points that we'll talk about for XMOD, uh, which is that new series uh, that was really important was uh, we can't quite tell exactly what an exhaust sounds like. And I know you guys can uh, speak to the experience when you hear it in person at that car show versus listening it to your little one millimeter oh, yeah. uh, speaker in your phone. <laughs> it's never quite the same experience. Right. So that being said, we wanted to, you know, create a system that eliminated what we call on the marketing side, the buyer's remorse portion. Well, hey, that thing sounded awesome in that YouTube video on my you know, computer speaker or on my phone. Uh, but hey, holy crap, that thing is loud. It's it's much louder than I thought. It, I couldn't take in consideration what drone sounds like. You just don't get the physical uh, component that makes drone what is annoying inside the car. Right. But you also don't get the diversity of understanding, well, how loud is loud? You can tell loud, but relatively speaking, it's very difficult to make that assessment. So that was a key element in the XMOD system. And really what the XMOD system represents even on the core of its name is X meaning exchangeable M uh, and mod for modular. Uh, so we have a system of modular components that allow you to make some changes so you don't have to worry about having a system that you don't want after you get a chance to actually start to listen to it. Wow. One thing, like I, I checked out the the hype video and everything that you guys released with it. One thing that I'm super excited about because I've dealt with this pain before is the V-band clamps. So yes. I had those dumb little band clamps because I have a resonator delete and I've installed two at this time. 
and you know, I, my car's lowered. So I went over a speed bump. I didn't angle it right. And it just ripped it right off and happened again. So I was like, forget this. I'm going to weld it in. But with welding, it's more permanent and you can't swap it out and change it up if you need a sound. So with this X mod exhaust, one of the like very exciting things is the V bands. It was a big part of what we were thinking about consumers. Again, we were talking to racers and what do they put in race cars? Obviously, uh, not necessarily looking at just the pro racers, but we're talking about the guys who take their Mustang out to Laguna Seca. And what do we all know about Laguna Seca? There's a noise restriction. Yes, sir. So in some races, you have an opportunity to have a louder car, but if you want to run there, uh, especially if you're working with a modified motor, something uh, supercharged, uh, anything to that effect where you have uh, more air pressure, netting more exhaust gas sound, uh, you're looking at something that can basically uh, mitigate your ability to enjoy your car uh, based upon that, and obviously welding stuff, cutting it in and out and destroying an exhaust system you invested money into, to us sounded like that's an opportunity for us to create something that will fix that, that'll allow every user, no matter racetrack or personal preference, to select a different mode for sound. Yeah, for sure. So Good is point. that, so the no, uh, the, what, what I see is the NDT, no drone technology, do those clamps have something to do with that drone or what makes you obviously not have that drone? Because we all know how terrible that is driving down the road. I mean, exhaust can sound great starting up, can sound great at high RPM, but that drone gets you every time. So how are you guys getting around that? So the NDT uh, no drone technology that we came up with is based on the basic principle of sound cancellation with a quarter wave resonator. It takes the basic principles of a Helmholtz chamber uh, introduces it into an exhaust in a fashion that does not cause a restriction. So what we're looking at now, uh, not relative to the V-band clamps or any other parts that we put there, you'll notice specifically on the XMOD Mustang setup that there's two uh, quarter-way resonator pipes that emit from the back of the muffler and cross the car uh, just behind like the EVAP canister and kind of the spare tire well. Those two resonator pipes are actually tuned to eliminate the 112 to 115 degree, sorry, degree, uh, megahertz frequency that causes that deep low frequency drone. And one of the things about, I mentioned before, is our exhaust is about giving you kind of that deeper tone and bringing out that kind of muscle sound to that right. V8. Uh, the later model Coyote motor obviously has some very distinct notes about it and how it runs that dual over cam setup. So what we actually did was measured inside cabin resonance uh, at that lower RPM, hitting the hill with kind of a high flow exhaust system to determine what frequency caused that uh, annoying noise. And we created a device inside that creates that same frequency, reflects it back into the system thereby canceling that frequency, allowing you to be just as loud, wow. have the full rich tone range, but not that interior frequency that causes your ears to flutter when you're on the throttle in low RPM, just cruising on the highway. Wow. That's, I'd that's, love to hear that in yeah, person. Yeah, me too. Just to see. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, why? but why, I guess, ha hasn't this technology been been out before? Are, are you guys kind of like the breakthrough with it, or, or has this done been done in the past? Because I've, I've never heard of anything like this. Um, quarter wave resident technology is not new. I mean, really okay. more or less, uh, the easiest way to describe kind of where it's derivative from is your, you know, noise canceling headset. You know, you have a right. microphone on the outside that listens for that monotonous tone. Mm -hmm. It has a speaker on the inside that creates an inverse pressure wave to cancel the noise that is what you're hearing. Right. The same principle, but now we're actually using the pressure waves created by the exhaust pressure down a tube to the end of the tube reflecting back. So the difference being is we can't create what's called perfect noise cancellation because we can't send the exact wave and we're also using passive energy. 
So I'm not going to be able to cancel that frequency 100% by reflecting the wave. I'm going to cancel between 30 and 40%. And in the best conditions, when I'm able to do a completely radial design and I don't have to work around parts on cars, which really that's the biggest objective that's difficult with the design, it's got to fit the car. It can't just be what's great sonically. Uh, and what we are doing is passing that back in at a lower capacity. It's just reducing that. And there could be a difference of between five to eight decibels uh, that's being reduced. It's not absent, but reduced, which causes an overall benefit of no drone inside the cabin. Wow. That's yeah. No, I, I can't wait to, uh, hopefully I, I can get in a car here soon that, that has this, uh, the X mod series. That would be, uh, that would be pretty neat to, to witness there, you know, and well, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll say one thing that's going to be very interesting about that too, is coupling that to the way that we've done the exchangeable modules, I mean, what, what if, and I'm, I'm going to prod you guys here for a little bit of your experience, obviously you guys are the experts here in the field, uh, knowing your cars, there's kind of a different tonality. And that's something that we've dealt with a lot with the consumers is, uh, you know, what is the sound you want? Some people say, you know, the Coyote has a certain rasp and a tone. It's a little more mid-rangey and racy tinty, has a little more decel noise. Uh, and then there's obviously the warmer kind of sound that you used to have with the earlier 4.6, you know, four mm -hmm. valve, three valve, uh, and even like, you know, the, uh, the 5.0 of latter years of the overhead, uh, the overhead uh, valve version. Uh, those tones are very different from car to car. You know, what is your preference uh, in kind of those, those differences in sounds? So I, I had a 2011 5.0 before, and that was my, like I had a 01 V6 as my first car. So I didn't really put a lot of, like I didn't put exhaust on it. And so my 11 was basically my first crack at, you know, testing the waters. So my first option I went with was Roush. I had Roush axle backs on it. And then I was like, you know, I kind of want it a little louder because I had heard some cars, just like you mentioned earlier, you know, the YouTube videos, they don't really do it justice. What you, what I base a lot of my decisions on were going to car shows or hearing my buddy's car. And I was like, dang, that sounds good. You know, what do you have? And so I ended up getting an offer at X-Pipe. So it was catless on those cars, uh, the mid pipe, you, it completely deletes the cats and having that paired with that exhaust that I had at the time, it was just, it was stupid loud as NASCAR loud. So I ran with it for a little bit and I was just like, this thing's way too crazy for me. Um, you know, it sounded like I was Jake breaking when I was on deceleration. It was just like <laughs> blah, 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 all over the place. <clears throat> so, um, fast forward now I've got a 2015 and I did a resonator delete and I have the Roush active exhaust on it and with it, it's way more tame, but it also, it gives me like that snap crackle pop on like D cell sometime. And then also between shifts. So like my preference just from my experience is I've kind of been on both sides of the spectrum, like ridiculously, no filtration, no, no sound resonation or anything. And then I've got something that's a little more tame. And I like, like when I get on it, it's, it, it'll it'll be loud when I want it to and then when I'm kind of just cruising because I drive mine every day it's more tame and it's manageable right. like I can talk on the phone and stuff like that yeah well you know. let's say that uh your scenario I think reflects very much so what we've seen in the market which is uh the system we created allows for both uh the front section is removable from muffler to no muffler which means you go from a muffled uh x-pipe to a straight pipe x-pipe uh, and in the rear, we have a complete muffler bypass to one that actually makes the muffler active. So you actually get the best of both worlds there. Imagine if you had the opportunity back in the day to have a system where you can go for that straight pipe kind of sound, which is very different than a muffled system sound, 
Um, but now you can do that in 15 minutes under your car. Oh yeah. And even now, like, like when you mentioned you guys, you know, talk to the race car drivers, I'm thinking even, you know, like your typical consumer who just got a new Karen at the HOA and she's complaining about his exhaust, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of ripping the whole thing out and then, you know, it's having to spend thousands on just interchanging that exhaust. He can simply, uh, interchange, you know, the midsection or he can do the rear and that's relatively inexpensive compared to ripping the whole thing out. Absolutely. And one other thing to add to that, the one mod that we wanted to make most accessible, the the one you have to get underneath the center section of the car, you've obviously got the lowered car and the resonators and know what it's like. You have to get under the car to swap. Well, that one will be kind of like your first component. If you know you're a person that likes, generally speaking, a loud car, you put in the one without the muffler. Uh, If you have, generally speaking, you're kind of the person that wants a more mellow tone, you put in the Truex with, with the muffler in the front. Uh, but the rear is a five-minute swap with an 11-millimeter wrench that you can pop off the tip uh, with the V-band clamp, uh, take the block-off plate, and now you're at your second-loudest volume setting uh, to your loudest volume setting, depending upon which front section you have. So you have something that allows you, uh, and I believe in our testing that we did, it was about seven to nine, depending upon uh, the kind of the rev range that you're in decibel change with a five minute swap that only requires you to reach under the back of the car, no jack stands, even on lowered cars, uh, to go back there and swap out the two different sound modes. That's crazy. That's that's impressive. And that's available. So you have active exhaust available, which reuses the factory, um, yeah, the factory actuators. And then for non-active people, they can have those blocker plates, which you just mentioned. Correct. And actually, we've we found that uh, a lot of the active valve users, uh, if they like loud exhaust, they actually are running it on loud all the time. Right. And yeah. as you guys have probably experienced with the car, the car actually has some uh, modulation of that that happens, even though you've selected the loud mode, if you know as you go, when you get into cruising speeds, that you'll still hear the car quiet down. The valve is still closing or opening on its own protocols based upon the operation of the car, when you're in low speed, uh, you're not in sport mode, even though you have it on the louder setting or the track setting, uh, it's still, there's modulation of that valve that happens uh, from a noise mitigation standpoint for cruising. So some of the guys have said, hey, those things weigh a lot. Can I just delete them? And actually with the Ford setup, the great part about the active exhaust is you can unplug them. Uh, You don't have to have them in there and it will not affect the check engine light. Uh, but you can put in our actual, um, the, uh, ex, uh, sorry, the, uh, valve delete pipe that goes in the non-active car and run them. And I'm going to throw the other option out there is if you have a non-active car and let's say you want to buy an aftermarket, um, valve device, let's say like a QTP or something out there, you now can put that electronic valve into where our bypass is not have to cut up the exhaust system. And now you can have a manually controllable one for a vehicle that was never equipped. Wow. Nice. And be relatively inexpensive compared to purchasing it. Wow. Or rolling it in and cutting something up and having to fab something because that little section we made is only four inches uh, and that's all you have to swap out. So let's say you put it in there and you get bored of it. Let's say the valve uh, ends up failing. You're not throwing the exhaust away or going to a fab shop. You're taking two V-band clamps off and popping your original part back in. And that's the great part is all of this comes in the box, whether you pick the uh, the system for active or non-active, the valves are all included. And we've actually had one YouTube influencer that was out there who bought the system, and he actually went through the troubles of getting the um, the, the the information channel, the uh, the monitor up front, reflashed by the dealer. 
and the controls activated so he could make his non-active car work with our valves and bot factory actuators. So oh. someone's gone to that extreme already to make that <laughs> functionality available on a non-active vehicle. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Awesome. That's cool. All right, so, and let's let's look at here on, it looks like also for you carbon fiber fanatics, it looks like you guys are gonna offer uh, more than one tip, so exterior wise, um, obviously we, well, you guys don't know that it sounds great because we haven't showed you a clip. Let's show you guys a quick clip of that. And, uh, don't worry, headphone, uh, listeners, we got you. We won't blow your eardrums out and we're going to take a quick second here and, uh, check it out. In the front position, we have two options. We have our true X muffler module. Now this incorporates a straight through design muffler that has our perforated X pipe in the center. This will provide that deep signature MagnaFlow tone while dampening total exhaust sound levels. The secondary option is our TrueX Extreme Delete. Now, if you're going for that straight pipe sound or you want a little bit more of that race car kind of cackle and pop, the TrueX design continues to provide additional horsepower through scavenging. However, the absence of a muffler body and packing material makes a notable increase in total tailpipe sound levels. Another as, as many different variations that you can go to and brands that are out there, it's the little things, just like having that box for your, the stock parts. I mean, that goes so far. Like I'm that, that, that almost sold me right there. Cause it's like, wait a minute, just little things that a company does to strive to make thing, the experience just that much better is, is huge. So no, and that seems like a very fair price. You're, you're getting four exhaust systems <laughs> in one. So that's, uh, that's definitely Sounds like a, a deal there. So for all of you guys that have the 2018 to 2020 Mustang GT Coupe, um, it is now available exclusively, exclusively on magnaflow.com. So um, you guys definitely head over there and also give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at magnaflow uh, for more information. And where's that video at actually? That we have. So you'll here. find that on our homepage, okay. uh, and that's at magnaflow.com. Uh, when you see the first header pop up, or you look into your application and available XMod products, uh, that sound video clip is there. Uh, we have two versions uh, for depending upon the light user. If you go to our uh, web on a digital platform, we have one that's not a video, that's just audio, and then we have the full video available with all the same content. So depending on how much time you want to spend with us to hear about the features or just getting to that sound clip, you'll find both options right there on the website. That's awesome. Well, Richard, cool. thank you so much for your time. And for you guys now listening, head over to magnaflow.com and uh, you can get the full experience there and learn a little bit more about it. So thank you guys. We'll see you guys next time.